Pablo for breakfast. Puzzles have often been talked about uh, uh, to stimulate your mind and help with your memory, but this is digital puzzles. So how, how's, how does this work? So digital puzzles, I mean, essentially it's, you know, playing Scrabble online, um, playing different games, uh, you know, Wordle, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. um, and we're seeing more and more of um, people who are over the age of 50 using digital versions of games. Mm. So instead of going and using a crossword book, they're, they're playing crossword puzzles, but on their phones. So we, that move towards um, essentially using online games as, as your main form of, of playing um, is, is quite normal. However, what's interesting about this particular piece of research is that they found that it was a really great way of avoiding irrelevant distractions so they were using the game ignoring things that were around them but they were also having to react faster so yeah. for example be quicker in their response think faster so then they found that the puzzle actually um, helps support mental cap capabilities for people over the age of 50 as if they were a 20 year old huh. so they had the same memory and concentration levels as a 20 year old who had not played puzzle games. Now, do you do any of these in your regular day life? I know that Wordle, it had a massive moment for about six months. I don't think I've ever been back on it since 2020. Yeah. Uh, do you use any of these things? I never got into Wordle, but I'm really into chess. So I play chess mm -hmm. most days on my phone. Mm -hmm. um, and I find that really fun, except I get very competitive and angry and my husband laughs because, you know, when I'm playing, I'm like, I'm destroying this guy from, you know, Romania. Because <laughs> like, I don't know, I'm playing against people online. So, yeah, it's fun. I, I actually find it great because you can play short spurts of a game um, and you're engaging with someone in the world you're, you're playing against. Like, I don't play against the computer, for example. Ah, well, let's just test your memory for a sec. What were you doing Sunday, 9.30 a.m.? Asleep. Okay, it works. Um, now, Women yeah. finds out that AI has been publishing books under her name and selling them on Amazon. This is what we all feared, right? Yeah, so this is um, a little bit funny, though, because the, this author actually, what she publishes as, a, as an actual author are books about the publishing industry. So she writes books like Publishing 101 <laughs> or The Business of Being a Writer, but it was her that AI-written books decided to emulate. Now, not only did they replicate the way she wrote and, and created an entire book around it, but they also then published it on Amazon under her name. Wow. So she was furious about this. Now, what was interesting about what happened was to let them know, they didn't respond. And it wasn't until it went viral on social media when she started to talk about it, that they took it all down. But the fact that you could be a writer and an AI tool could rewrite your book or create new versions of your book um, and then sell it without your knowledge under your name is, is pretty crazy. Uh, that is scary indeed. Uh, now, we all jumped on LinkedIn because it's the more professional app to use. However... We all get those unsolicited messages and women are still copying a lot of them. Yeah, so you, you would think that people who were using LinkedIn would be professional in their responses and what, how they engage with you on there. But 91% of women have said that they've received Tinder-like messages on LinkedIn, um, particularly around, you know, pretending that the person's interested in their work, but they're not, and they're flirtatious and they're asking the person if they're single. Um, and it makes people very uncomfortable. Um, you know, 43% of the women 
actually said that when that happens to them, that they will confront the person and tell the person that it's inappropriate what they're sending. Uh, and it also really annoys people and it makes people less likely to engage on the platform. So it is wildly inappropriate. And I, and I think what's interesting is because you're on a, a computer screen or, or on your phone, maybe people think it's not so bad, but you wouldn't do that in the workplace. You no. wouldn't meet a new person who comes to your office and then ask if they're single. And if you did do that, you'd get in trouble with HR. So I think there is a bit of a, a, a almost like um, a, a wall of thinking it's it's okay because it's online um, and you're not face to face. I constantly get messages on there. I'll just read one I got from uh, Rebecca yesterday. It says, "Hi Pablo, I read about you and your frozen yogurt bar, which I closed four years ago. Uh, really yeah. interested to find some time to call. Can we talk? Let me know. I'll arrange a Zoom link." Yeah, no. I mean. <laughs> The most annoying thing in the world is can I often get messages like, hey, I love what you did in your business and can I jump on a call and, and pick your brain? Yeah. No. I don't even call my friends. I'm not jumping no, on a phone call it's with just, you. It's, it's interesting the way how open people are about wanting something for nothing. Yeah. But yeah, I know. But at least it's not overly flirtatious. I, I think my no, husband I don't had get a few them. messages. Well, my husband's had a few messages on LinkedIn where they, they, they're just trying to check and fish and see if they're going to get an Amazon gift card from him. <laughs> Uh, thebigspoke.com.au jump on there for all those topics and a whole lot more uh, join the convo and we'll chat next week okay thank you Pablo for breakfast Triple M.